This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Come on, campus. campus. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. It never sucks, so zip your lip over there. Oh, hi, Al Dukes here. Whenever I take the lead on this uh, warm-up show here at the start, it always means that Jerry Recco is doing something with Rutgers. I believe he's at Penn State. So Mr. Christopher Lepresti joins me. Oh, hello, CeeLo. Oh, good morning, Al. How the heck are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing terrific. Are you in New York City? I'm in New York City, yes. All right. That's good to hear. Uh, Jerry's at Penn State University, which I believe is in Pennsylvania. I believe you're correct about that, yes. Right in the For Rutgers. S- but- smack dab in the middle of Pennsylvania. Is that right? Yeah. Pennsylvania's uh, that state I always just felt like um, growing up, if you didn't know where a college was and you heard a college name mentioned, it was in Pennsylvania. There's a pretty good chance, yeah. There's just like nothing but colleges there. Yeah, pretty much. Big state. Big Is Quinnipiac there? No, that's in Connecticut. Oh. Yeah. See, I would have guessed, maybe it was just me. As When I was younger, <laughs> I just put every college I didn't ever heard of right I mean, at uh, Pennsylvania. Shot. You probably still, you know, have a pretty decent shooting percentage if you take uh, take that approach. But no, I, Quinnipiac is in Connecticut. I would pick uh, Pennsylvania or Ohio when I didn't know where the school was from. Those are good bets. Uh, Powerball, we had a winner last night, $730 million. Oh, really? See, it's yeah. funny. I was driving in today along the turnpike, and I saw the big uh, billboards out there, and it said 970 oh. mil. And I thought, you know what? It might be time for me to get involved there now that it's that high. You were looking at that's Mega Millions. P- both Powerball and oh, Mega Millions right? were that high. So I still have a shot at the 970 S- mil then. You do. Okay, cool. But Powerball, one ticket winner. Uh, that person is uh, purchased their ticket in Maryland. Ah. So if you purchased your ticket in New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, uh, Long Island, Staten Island, all the glorious islands around here, you were not the winner. Big loser. Big loser. Yeah. It goes back uh, down to a mere twenty million dollars. All right, and now so now we switch to Mega Millions then, right? But you're right, Mega Millions. Let me see when that goes off. That may go off. Um, let me check my. Uh, let me check my. J- Check Friday. Your, your lottery uh, sources. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eddie is saying in my. I think it was in my year or on the air Friday. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Last the last drawing was the nineteenth. Mm-hmm. I don't know how often they do these things. Oh, they do them often. A Mega Millions Friday at eleven p.m. Sweet. May have to pick up a couple tickets. The next Powerball goes off uh, Saturday at uh, ten fifty nine. I mean, well, who cares about the Powerball now that someone got right the, twenty the million? Right, yeah, 20, yeah. 
twenty million dollars is uh, mere mere athlete money at this point. Well, and when barely you can put even in, that. when you can put in for nine hundred and seventy million, right. That's an easy choice over the the mere twenty mil, right? Absolutely. Uh, also, it was nice to wake up this morning. Uh, it was the first day out of three days where we didn't have some sort of bad news from the Mets. Uh, <laughs> the first one, of course, being the Jared Porter situation. Then yesterday, when I woke up, it was that the Mets did not get. Uh, Springer. Springer, right? Springer. Springer. So today we wake up, there's no bad news. In fact, when you look around the sports landscape today, I will tell you that there's not one dominant story, which is good. You know, some it's I think sports talk hosts like a dominant story because you know it will could carry you for your four hours, right. your five hours, whatever you're doing. But on the days when there's not one dominant story, I think uh, sports radio is a little bit more fun. You get to touch on a number of things. And that's what today brings us for all of the programs here on WFAN. A potpourri of items on the way today. A potpourri of items on the way today. For yeah. example, uh, you have new Jets head coach Robert Salah. 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 Hala for Salah. Hala for Salah. He will be joining the media or meeting the media today. I think he's got a 2 o'clock press conference. Is that correct? A little Zoom presser action, yeah. Zoom presser action. Then he'll join Carton and Roberts at 4.30 for a little uh, two-on-one. Then he'll be on with us tomorrow at 8.10 a.m. for another two-on-one. So Mm. he is going, this man's going to be doing the rounds. A couple of two-on-ones in his future. Couple of two on ones in the future. We'll see what type of personality he has. We we know already it will be better than crazy eyed Adam Gase's press conference. Yes, I will say, and this is not a knock on him Uh-oh. in any way, shape, or form. I've Sounds studied. Like a knock is I've, no, I've studied a little bit of his prior press conference history as 49ers defensive coordinator, and I think people that have only seen his personality and his emotion on the sideline, where he gets very fired up, and you see him you know, stomping and they're having to have the pullback coach grab him, says, and go out on the field. And he's fired up with his defensive guys. He's much more even keeled and almost soft spoken in these press conference settings. Mm. So I'm curious to see how that comes across today based on, I think what people have seen of him on television. Yeah. Well, I don't, I would hope people don't think he's going to be a madman in today's press conference, pounding tables. You're not going to get Rex Ryan. No, no, you're not going to get Rex Ryan. Exactly. We're kissing Belichick's rings and all this sort of thing. But the good news is we've already seen him on the sideline, and he is known for his—we know what his on-field personality is. 100%, which is more important than the press conference anyway, right? Right. Yeah. That's right. So if we if we didn't know anything about him when we saw a soft-spoken bald man at a press conference, we might say, <laughs> is he the right guy for us? Right. But even soft-spoken, <laughs> we're going to know he is the right guy. Hopefully there won't be any tacos up in the air, imaginary tacos that he's following along with his eyes. I don't think that would be a problem today. With his crazy eyes. Yeah, on the Zoom I mean, presser. I'm not even sure I can think up a song for him. Oh, boy. So that's how you know. Well, I just gave you Holla for Sala. You could do something like that. I don't know that. if there's a song for that, no. but that's a how you songs know. songs Holla in it. Holla? Holla. Holla back? Yeah. Ooh, like there ain't no Holla back, girl. There you go. There Sala ain't back. no Holla back. Sala back. Something with Sala back. Maybe not right. girl, but something with that. Oh, you right. could use that tune. and uh, your, man. Put your creative juices uh, to work and come up with something. All right, I may do that. I was scrolling through uh, Twitter this morning, as I always do. I like to take, uh, not only do I go through my news sources uh, for this show and for Boomer and Geo, but I like to take the pulse of what's going on on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, uh, Twitter now is, like when Twitter first came out, it was considered, like I, I believe they called it a micro blog. Oh, right? okay. I was not so, aware of that. Yeah, it was right. like a micro blog, right. where a, a blog was you writing 
at length a microblog was you writing in just thoughts, right? Remember when we used to have, what, 140 character max? Right. Seems like ages ago. Yes, not only that, but now Twitter. When I go through my Twitter, and maybe it's just the people I'm following, all Twitter is now is watch this video. <laughs> or Read. listen to this podcast. Right. No offense. Yeah, it's it's watch this video <laughs> I did, listen to this podcast, read this article. Right. Or look at my political take. A lot of that as well. Uh, yeah, but at least that's just words. Like I want to go back to just words on Twitter. Right, Simple, keep it mainstream, all housed within Twitter, where you're not clicking links to go elsewhere, right? Yeah, and I also, the thing that I think we liked about Twitter when it first came out is you could, in a quick scroll, you could get quick thoughts, quick reads. I'm not stopping down to watch three minute videos. I just I I'm I'm trying to breeze through these. I things. I agree with you on that. I, as a lot of times, there are things that like seem compelling to me, but I just I I, I don't have enough time to sit through those. The, well, you want three you wanna, four minute clips, right? You want to do mindless scrolling. I don't even click through sometimes like ten second clips. I'm like not interested. <laughs> That's like you with the movies. Anything beyond ninety minutes, <laughs> yeah, I'll miss it. I can't. I can't watch it. If you can't tell your movie in ninety minutes, it's then you're a, a bad director right. slash writer slash producer. Yeah. So I, I long for the. I might start a, my own social media platform where it's just. I'm going to call it just words. Look, at, you've turned into quite the uh, entrepreneur here, haven't yeah. you? Just words. You are just evolving well, before our very eyes and ears. A social media platform. I was also a guest yesterday on the uh, Carton and Roberts show for the first time. Oh, okay. I missed that. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, they had uh, Rick Springfield on yes, as a guest. I heard them the, plugging that, but I did not yeah. catch the interview. Jesse's Girl, yeah. uh, Don't Talk to Strangers. Right. Craig kept saying he's going to reveal who Jesse was and who Jesse's girl was. Which he did. Yeah. But uh, they had called me because I had a Rick uh, Springfield story when oh, I went yeah. to see him in Atlantic City. I remember that. You know, I tried to send him octopus, which he turned down. Uh, you know, I saw him at a restaurant. But I also, later that night at the concert, he uh, opened his shirt and ran through the audience, and I was able to touch his bare chest. <laughs> That's something you did voluntarily? Yeah. You like you actually had an urge to reach out and touch this man's bare chest. Well, he came running through the crowd and all the women, it was a lot of women, uh, all the women were touching his chest and he was <laughs> headed towards Gina and I and we thought we're going to touch his chest as well. <laughs> and I got a picture just before I did it. All right, at least you were with Gina. That's a little bit. Yeah. Which brought up the story that Evan once touched pro wrestler Booker T That's and was cool. excited about it. So he went to a wrestling event and Booker T went by him during the match and 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 Evan touched him. At what did Evan reveal what age he was when this happened? Uh, well, there's a, evidently he tweeted a video of it too. Was he like a an adult or was this when he yeah, was a no, child? Was, no, adult. See, I mean, I, I don't a know. A couple years ago. I don't did, I'm have not you, grasping the adult being excited about reaching out and touching essentially a stranger. So you've never touched a celebrity. No, not that I'm aware of. Without their knowing. Certainly not as an adult, no. Like, it's one thing... Without their knowing. It's, no, what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> it's one thing working at WFAN. Let's say Hulk Hogan comes in, and you want to meet Hulk Hogan, and you shake his hand. Technically, you're touching Hulk yeah, Hogan. Yeah, that's a little different. That's, I mean, the that's pass, a formal... Yeah, I mean the informal pass-by touch where you can then tell that story. You see, that's a little creepy, though, to me. The pass-by, let me, you know, make contact with this person. Yeah, I, mean, I did it... Did, well, I Rick did it Springs, a second, that's a, well, oh, a second time. Well, you're right. The Rick Springfield one that was in a event where he was coming through the crowd, right, looking welc- to be touched. He's welcoming that. Yes, maybe not right. from you, but from others. Yeah. 
So I went to uh, a concert uh, maybe two years ago in Asbury Park to see Little Steven and his band. And Bruce Springsteen showed up and um, was standing in the aisle up against the wall, not in the seats. He was, okay. But I saw him. He, he was there by himself. So I said to Gene, I go, let's go also stand in the aisle and over by that way. So we did. Um, and when Bruce Springsteen went to leave and he walked by, I patted him on the shoulder. And did he react? No reaction. Well, he had a leather jacket on, so I don't know he felt it, but I feel like, have I touched? must have been a light touch. Well, I didn't pound the guy's shoulder, but- patted him on the shoulder. Patted him on the shoulder. And and now I can tell the story. (laughs) I touched Bruce Springsteen. Not only did I touch Bruce Springsteen, (laughs) in Asbury Park. Right, yeah. And it's a classic. another layer to it, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm very surprised to learn this about you, being the- Germaphobe is the wrong word, but you know, yeah, you're usually more about keeping your 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 pre. I'm talking pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, right? right? Wiping down everything, you know, yes. just kind of keeping to yourself, very aware of the germs and whatnot. Not that you can, you know, necessarily get germs or sick from patting somebody on the shoulder, but right. like if roles were reversed and you had some random strangers looking to touch you, I can't imagine that would sit very well with you knowing what I know about you, right? Do you yeah, agree probably or not. Yeah, I, I would agree with yeah. that. So yeah, it seems a little hypocritical, if I'm being honest. Well, I got caught up in the Rick Springfield thing, the Bruce <laughs> Springsteen thing. I'm touching him if I see him. That's just the right. given. He's high on the list. You can't. He's resist. very high on the yeah. list. Can't yeah. resist. All right, that's fair. Well, let's take a quick break here, CeeLo. When we come back. We're going to talk Kyrie returning to the Nets. Oh, great. We're going to talk a little NFC champ or NFC NAFC. I call it the NFL Championship Weekend. Mm. I've got a little. Mrs. Bill Belichick and Mrs. Drew Brees information. And Mr. A-Rod was spotted yesterday. That's all coming up. Yeah, that's right. And uh, we got Boomer and Geo at the top right after this. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Doo Doo. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Jeez. Oh, hi, Al here. Jerry is at Penn State University uh, doing uh, Rutgers basketball. Is that tonight or was that last night? I'm confused. I believe that's tonight. Oh, a little tonight action. Okay, yes. so CeeLo joins me. That's the voice you hear. Uh, good morning. Christopher Lepresti. Uh, Kyrie returned to the Nets last night. Good to have him back. Scored 37 points. Uh, KD scored 38. Harden 21. A lot of points scored in the game. A lot of points scored. Double overtime. Uh, they lost, though. Is this a disappointment, <laughs> CeeLo, for the big three? I mean, a little Nets bit. That's basketball. A little bit. The loss is disappointing, obviously. Sure. Uh, the fact that they came back and then had a five-point lead at multiple times in the first overtime period. But... I think the takeaway is that the three of them seem to, at least from an offensive standpoint, certainly uh, slide right into a rhythm where guys were making shots and scoring points and distributing. I mean, Harden had a triple-double. Durant was two assists away from a triple-double. I know there was extra time, and they played a ton of minutes, but um, they're going to score points, obviously. So it just comes down to can they play defense at some point along the way, which Steve Nash talked about quite a bit after the game. 
Mr. Dan and Carteret tweeted to me, or actually tweeted to the world, the Brooklyn Nets are 0-1 since Kyrie Irving's return. I mean, it is a fact. Are you reading into that? No, I'm not reading into that. No. You're not. They'll play Cleveland again on Friday, and I'd imagine they'll win that yeah, game. Yeah, why is that? Why do they play them so quickly again? Well, I mean, you used to have home-and-home home series in both hockey and in the NBA where you'd play one at each team's arena, but I think due to COVID, and you, you'll see this in hockey as well, the Rangers had it right away, two games against the Islanders. I think they're doing the same against the Devils, if I'm not mistaken. There's a bunch of them. I think um, both leagues have tried to limit the the travel and the back and forth from city to city. So since these teams are going to play each other multiple times anyway, why not just do it in a short stretch of, you know, a couple of days where they don't have to take multiple flights? I, I would right. imagine that's the, the thinking behind it. Now we think these three guys will all play together again the next time they hit the court or somebody need to rest already? That's a good question. I mean, they have mm. the day off. It's not a back-to-back, -back, but Durant played 50 minutes. Kyrie, after missing seven, played 48 minutes, and Harden played 51 minutes. Why don't they so do double overtimes? Work. Why don't they just, you know, like NFL style? Yeah, you tied at the after the first overtime. Ties, that's it. Ties thing. Let's go man. for a tie. No, 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 no. Come on. <laughs> or a shootout where they have to. The... What about that a shootout where they go to the foul line? I guess. I mean, or horse, I don't think a anyone. Horse. I don't think anyone would like that. I mean, mm. a lot of people are are down on the shootouts in the NHL as it is. So yeah. I don't know that uh, playing horse in the NBA to decide a game is really uh, on the table. Ladies and gentlemen, the game is tied. We hit the conclusion. Now it's time for a game of horse <laughs> where you pick one guy from each team and they've got to be your horse. Yeah. Plus the the, tie, the the tie in the NBA after regulation and certainly after a first overtime period, not as common because there's just so many more points scored. Whereas in the NHL, you know, you can go multiple periods without a goal being scored. You True. see that in the playoffs all the time. Now the game last night, Brooklyn-Cleveland – I think Cleveland scored 145. If 147. I've got that 147, 135. Colin Sexton in the second OT period alone, which is a five-minute period, scored 15 points. Nice. Yeah. That guy was on fire. He was on fire. He fire. had 40, 42 to lead all scorers, as they mm. say. All right. In uh, football news, NFL Championship Weekend news, Andy Reid says that Patrick Mahomes took all of the snaps in practice. Now, the key here— And feels good. And the Chiefs did, I think, clarify this after the fact. Where Is that right? On their injury report, technically he was listed as limited because what they did was essentially a walkthrough rather than a full practice. So while he is involved and he's feeling good, he's, it's not like he's been fully cleared. He's still at some stage of the protocol. So it's one of those things like if you watch uh, the NFL uh, Hard Knocks on uh, HBO where they, they do those things where they take snaps, but they don't – it's just a weird, slow, nothing walkthrough. Yeah, where they're, they're literally walking through or jogging through the actions of the play. More like, okay, instead of just looking at it on paper or on screen, the schematic of it, as these NFL types like to say, they actually then get out there. Think of it like a chessboard. Right, you're moving the pieces, so that's essentially what they're doing. They're walking through the plays, or on defense, the coverages, the looks that they expect to get, or that they want to get, or that they want to give to the opposing team or the scout team in this case. So it's not a full speed thing. Certainly, no contact involved. So a guy that's in concussion, I mean, they don't hit the quarterbacks as it is in practice. But I saw since a report it's a slower speed. It can be done. I saw a report like it was a day ago or two days ago from CBS Sports Radio out in. Kansas City, that they were saying that he didn't even have a real concussion, that it was some some other 
thing that they were clarifying it as. That it wasn't, I mean, they maybe. weren't even calling it a concussion. He's in the protocol. I don't know that anyone yeah. actually came out and said it was a concussion. The, look, the fact that he is almost sprinted to the locker room, I thought was a good sign. You know, I mean, yeah, he certainly looked wobbly when he first got up and they had to help him off the field. But then he, when he went back to get checked, you saw it on TV. He's running back to the locker room. So, I mean, look, when you take a hit, obviously it's different than just running or jogging yourself. But at least in those initial moments after whatever happened happened, you know, he certainly seemed to get his, you know, his uh, his whereabouts back pretty quick. He seemed like he was uh, in control of himself, which was a good sign. So I'm um, looking at the Bills defensive coordinator is uh, Leslie Frazier. That's correct. If I'm him, I'm like, you hit Mahomes and hit him early. I guess, but I mean, look at the play that he got, got hurt rattled. on. It seemed like very innocent, you know? These I know, but head injuries are weird. But if he's feeling a little yeah. protective of himself, you got to think like a pro wrestler. What would a pro wrestler do if you wanted to do the figure four leg lock? You would work the leg That's during right. the match. Go for the weak spot. Go for, Go the, for the weak spot. Yeah. I'm not saying try to concuss Patrick Mahomes. That would be very bad. Yeah, you want to be physical with him. Be physical. Let him know you're there. Hands in the face. He's got that good mobility, Shoving though. him around. It's tough to get clean shots on him sometimes. Yeah, he's one of those guys that I, I, when you're playing against him, is so annoying because he does that thing where he runs, then tiptoes down the sideline. Yeah. And if you even try to shove him out of bounds, you get an extra 15 yards. Yep. I hate that. Yep, very tough to defend for sure. I'd be and stunned he, if he doesn't play Sunday. I think yeah, I, I there's mean, at no this chance. point, yeah. I, I think I if he had a full on concussion, he's out there playing. Yeah, I don't know. Dude used to do that. It. Yeah, I mean, there's still there. There are levels he has to pass here. Obviously, to get clearance, not just from team doctors, but from the independent neurologist and whatnot. Yeah, they're but, going to the independent neurologist and going, "You get him on this right. field." The fact that he's, you know, tweeting the 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 Henny thing after the game with the, yeah. the playful wording, like he seemed to be doing pretty well. But Henny's got to think, like even if he knows he's not starting, like I better, I gotta pay attention this right, week. Right, I really got to lock in this week. I can't <laughs> yeah. just kind of drift through these meetings and uh, in game plan installment and whatnot. And if I'm him, I'm counting down every quarter. Like, okay, I got through the first quarter, I didn't have to play. <laughs> yeah, I don't have this team's Super Bowl dreams on my shoulders. Yep. All right, made it to the half. I'm good. It's like when you lay awake at night, knowing you got to get up early, and you're, okay, if I fall asleep now, I'll yeah, get this much sleep. Oh, it's it's kind of like hours. the opposite of that, actually. Yes. If I go in now, I'll have to play this many minutes. Now, ticket prices, because they are letting fans in here, are averaging. This is an average price. This isn't the high price. This is the average ticket price in Kansas City. $1,332. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, they packed the house as it is. The, the Chief Kingdom or whatever they call it out there is Chief Kingdom. hardcore. I think it's Chief or Chief's Kingdom, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, how many they are they letting in there? Do we know the I think number? 6,700. Yeah, like, so that's, nothing. I mean, what is that? Uh, so it's a rare ticket. I don't know how many uh, Arrowhead holds. Let's say 68,000 or so. Yeah, that's so always a good guess. I always think with the stadium, so let's go 68,000. 10%, right? Just 10%. Google it. 10%. You Google it. I'm busy. So 10%, I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah, it's a hot, it's a hot ticket. Hot item. ticket, as it should be. Yeah. I'd imagine now, the the same at Lambeau, where they're just have now let let in a small amount of fans again. Right, right. They said that game's going to be crazy as and well. Those are two prices. very extremely dedicated, rabid fan bases. You know, right, right. Kansas City and Green Bay. Yeah, classic football. Absolutely. That's, I'm rooting for a Kansas City Green Bay Super Bowl one rematch. Sounds good to me. I don't know why I want that. I feel like I wanted that for Super Bowl fifty. I thought that would have been a cool. Thing, 50, exactly the 50th anniversary. Go back to where it started. Exactly. Run it back. Run it back. But mm. it'd be also cool because every year we go, 
oh, so-and-so can play in their home stadium yeah. for a Super Bowl, and it yep. never pans out. I know. I made that point Monday, how yeah. they're ready to hear that all week long, because it's we, always a, a theme when there's actually a team that's still alive, which is not that often, by the way. It is not that often, and I did hear you mention that earlier in the week, but I don't feel like I've heard a lot of that yet. You're right. I guess I kind of put the cart before the horse. I anticipated sure hearing more about it. You know, it almost it. happened, or kind of happened once. Super Bowl nineteen. Niners Dolphins was in Palo Alto in Stanford Stadium, which is pretty close to San Francisco. Interesting. But that was not their home state. Yeah, right. Same state. Different I mean, part very, of very California, close. Stanford, well, not far from. Yeah, San that's Francisco. right. Yeah, Palo. Yeah, that's true. That is the Bay, more so the Bay Area than the LA area. Obviously. But not their home state. No, right. but very close. Right, right in the neck of the woods. Interesting. Okay. It's a neck of the woods. Yeah. Now, a uh, a Kansas City, no, a Buffalo. A Buffalo morning show, wacky radio, mm, zany nine, radio bit of ninety-seven rock. They're going on a hunger strike. Not a hunger strike. <laughs> Their wacky radio bit is even better than a hunger strike. They have urged all Buffalo grocery stores to remove Kansas City barbecue sauce prior to the AFC Championship game <laughs> in Buffalo, and I like it. Isn't it? I mean, it's Clear similar, the shelves. It's similar to when the politicians make the agreement, right, where if your city wins— I'll send you bagels. Yeah, right. You know, so if or the, Maryland if, crabs. If, yeah. So if the Bills were to win, you know, the Kansas City uh, yeah. politician would send the barbecue, the tasty yep. barbecue to Buffalo. And I, I, what would they, what is it, what's the specialty in—, in Upstate New York. I don't know. What is it? Buffalo, Buffalo. Wings. Buffalo Wings. Is that That's true? Right. In Buffalo? Yeah. Buffalo Wings? I guess That's I should know right. that. But that, I mean, Buffalo Wings are, I feel like, famous in a lot of places, no? Right. But they're called Buffalo Wings. Yeah. All right. Then they may, in fact, have nothing to do with the city of well, Buffalo. Well, that's kind of what I was getting at. I don't but know that for sure. Grocery stores up there, they're partaking in the fun. Good. They are taking the Kansas City... Uh, barbecue sauce off their shelves. Why not? It's a it's a short term thing, right? You got to get behind your team. Yeah, That's plus you got to support the team. Plus, you probably get free mentions on ninety seven rock. They're like the Acme. That's my uh, ninety. It's ninety seven rock voice. The Acme just pulled all their Kansas City <laughs> barbecue sauces off. They're in. So this is a wrestling show on uh, the ninety seven rock <laughs> there in Buffalo. Absolutely. Are you barbecue sauce loyal, CeeLo? Like, if you were to go to the store, you get your same barbecue sauce. You change it up? No, I'll change it up. Me different, too. Different, different, different brands, different companies, different styles. Yep. Um, you know, Memphis, Kansas City, sweet, honey. You know, smoky. I, I can go a lot of different directions. Right. You don't like to get into the same thing where you buy a case of like sweet baby something. No, sweet baby rays. Is that what yeah, you're sweet going baby for? rays. Yeah. That's what no, I was it doesn't going have for. to be the same. Yeah, especially when it comes to my wings. You know, I like I like like if I if I go to Buffalo Wild Wings, I like to mix it up a little bit and get like a sampler where you get multiple yeah. sauces or oh, ru- yeah. or the dry rubs as well. Those are dry good rubs. Sometimes. I like a good dry good dry rub. rub. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, Who doesn't? not Kansas City though. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like a good dry rub, right? Eddie? Oh God. Mm, I go boneless wings. I don't want to deal oh, yeah. with the. Now, why? Yeah, if I have that option, why bother? You know, why bother? I know what? people say, "Why you're a boneless wings guy?" Yes. Also, yeah, oh, yes. I right. owe more flavor. There's plenty of flavor. I'm fine, especially right. if I'm putting a sauce on it. I'm all good. I don't right. need the messiness of the bones Correct. and this crap all over my fingers. Let me just boneless. Yeah, boneless. boneless. Jerry also loves the boneless. Love the boneless. Let me just stick a fork in it, take a bite, and be done. Jerry, do you like regular chicken wings or boneless? Boneless. Mm. Oh, me too. Boneless. I go boneless. boneless dry rib. rub. 
I go boneless ribs, boneless anything. Yeah, absolutely. If I don't Pl- have to let less work for me, just let me eat and enjoy it. Get the bone Pl- out of there. Plus, when you're eating a chicken wing, it really reminds you like oh, we're like a caveman. Like you're eating the bones of an animal. Bone on bone action. <laughs> yep. I, bone I, on bone action. Know, I understand it more with steaks, and I, I'm not a you know big uh, bone in type guy when it comes to the steaks. <laughs> you're boneless there. You had as trouble well. eating the bone. <laughs> <laughs> But I do understand that more from the flavor perspective. With the wings, to me, it doesn't make a big difference. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I don't like. You ever see the people that eat the the drumstick part of the wing and they they eat the whole thing like they they pull even off the tendons at the top? That's yeah, disgusting. it's a bit much. Yeah, I, I can't. Just give me the give me the, the tender meat and let me move on. You like your tender meat to the next meal. Nice tender. Yeah, I'm big on the tender meat. Take me to your boner. <laughs> That's what the aliens say when they come down and they want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me experience that. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, so the Lions got themselves a new head coach, mm-hmm. this Dan Campbell fella. Do you remember Dan Campbell from his giant days at all or no? I don't. Okay. What was his story? He was a tight end. Tight end? Yeah, he was. Mediocre, you know, more of the traditional blocking tight end back in the day. He did a little now, bit well, of receiving action. I will say most good head coaches that were players were mediocre right like the better head coaches were mediocre because they players. can understand the whole roster and the different types of players and their limitations i'd imagine right and they rode the bench a lot so they were acting like like to me i would love a backup quarterback as my head coach like a doug peterson he right. was backup or quarterback. frank reich frank reich uh gary kubiak mm, yeah like these are guys that because they jason they sat garrett. behind jason garrett they sat behind great quarterbacks they didn't get in the games much but they then acted like an offensive coach because they were dealing with the quarterback and the head coach. Right, or they had to really, so they had to be mentally strong and tough and advanced because of their physical limitations at the NFL level. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. I didn't realize that Dan Campbell actually ended his career with the Lions. I knew about the Giants and the right? Cowboys. I believe he went to Dallas when Parcells was there, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Bill Parcells. Yeah. Pars- Pars- I think he's a Parcells. He's a Parcells guy. I think he's a Parcells guy. I think. I got to check on that. But why did they have to give him him a six-year deal there is i if i could bet my 401k on the fact that this guy's not going to do six years in detroit i would there's no way well i would say that's probably the odds are probably strong with most coaches if you take these new hires i mean obviously some are going to be successful and last for a while but the majority of them usually don't see the end of these contracts and they get paid out it happened with rex ryan in buffalo it happened it's happening with adam gaze now it happened with uh Ben McAdoo, I'm sure, with the Giants, Pat Shermer. I mean, this is what happens. But why do they like? Was were That's they the knocking? That's were the they market. knocking down? I I don't think Mr. Rob Sala got. Oh, I a think six year deal. Actually, did he? I think he did. I'm, I think he did. If five year deal. Fi- okay, fine. Five. Okay. This dude if got it an were extra five year. for Dan Campbell. You wouldn't have made a big stink about it. No, because that's the going rate. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But there's no reason to give him an extra year. I guess. I mean, look, if his average, if his AAV, Al, if what they're paying him per year is lower than Robert Sala got on his five year contract, does right. it really make a difference? No. All right. Doesn't make a difference. Looking to build some continuity in Detroit. Finally, it's only All been right, good. what uh, you know. In your entire existence, they Mike always uh, somewhere. They're always. Ho- I love when these teams are always so hopeful when they hire a new head coach, and we're all like, "Yeah, we've they seen have this to a be." Million times. You can't hire a guy and just be like, "Yeah, okay, well, you know what? <laughs> we're going to be right back here in two seasons." So, <laughs> see in two more inevitable. years. Yeah, that yeah. and when they get when teams draft new quarterbacks, so I was like, "Now we've got something. We've got a new head coach and a new quarterback yes. in place." Future three games in, right. three games in, Tua. 
Oh, the, we, he may not be the quarterback. No, let's we get Fitz back need, in there. Yeah, get him trade in there. for Deshaun Watson. CeeLo, when we return, I've got a story about uh, Bill Belichick's girlfriend, Drew Brees' wife, and then uh, a Boomer and Geo at the top of the hour after this. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, let's talk more rock. That's right. We're rocking and rolling. Jerry is at Penn State University. He's not a student there. He's doing <laughs> uh, Rutgers basketball there tonight. So CeeLo continues to join me on the program. CeeLo, I wanted to uh, talk to you about, uh, I like when athlete girlfriends, husbands, wives. Significant others. Significant involved. others, yeah. family members get in the mix on social media on their behalf. Because they're usually, uh, I feel like, more raw with their emotions and their thoughts and opinions. You kind of peel back the curtain a little bit. Right. They're more raw, and it takes a lot for them to do it. They, they're they reading and seeing things on social media they don't appreciate, yeah. and they know they shouldn't respond, so they don't. And then they see more of it, and they still don't respond. And at some point, they come to a breaking point. person can only be pushed so far. And Right. So Bill Belichick's girlfriend, actually I had her name. And now Linda I've, Holiday. Linda Holiday. A little show prep for you. Thank you. Good job. I was just about to Google Bill mm. Belichick's girlfriend. Longtime girlfriend. Longtime girlfriend. That's right. They have very nice off seasons together, usually uh, out on his boat. Yes. They get to go out to dinner. They dress up nicely and the paparazzi or the TMZ folks try to ask Bill questions to which he doesn't answer. And his his girlfriend, Linda, usually will smile and pose for pictures and laugh and make some sort of fun comment while Belichick says absolutely nothing with a stone face. Yeah, do you think he tells her not to say stuff or she kind of does what she wants and he has no say in that? I think she does what she wants. That's what I think. I mean, this might have crossed the line a little bit because you're 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 delving into the football stuff now, which I don't know that she's ever really done to this extent. I do like when uh, when guys that are like super control freaks and like Bill Belichick is cl- clearly that guy, mm. when their girlfriend or wife, they have no, like they don't have that relationship yes. with them, which is, which is awesome. It's the opposite in yeah. only that relationship. Every, oh, everywhere right. else in that person's life, they <laughs> are the type A alpha. They control everything. But at home, they've, they're, you know, basically yeah. a, a slave. So I guess someone wrote to her. Uh, on her Instagram post, she wrote after um, after the Buccaneers game when they uh, when they beat the Saints. She wrote uh, someone wrote to her, "Too bad Bill let Tom go." To which she responded, "Tom didn't score last night, not once. Defense won that game." Incorrect. And she was incorrect. Because Tom Brady uh, threw, like, two touchdowns. And right? he also, he had the sneak for a touchdown at the goal yeah. line. I don't so know what she's talking score. about. <laughs> if you want to say, well, technically he didn't, because he, th- but he did. He had, a, he had a rushing score in the game, did he not? He did. Am I remembering that incorrectly? You are, no, I don't, I don't think know I what... am, because before the game I had looked at, you know, what the, uh, what, the, what the number was for Brady to score a touchdown, because I know when they get down near the goal line, he's the king of the QB sneak. And I think it was, like, you know, plus 900 or something like that. Maybe and sure Sharon enough, watched. I didn't hit. I didn't play it, and it hit. 
Maybe she only watched the half or something. Or I, I guess. What was the original post, by the way? Like, what what was this Brady troll even responding to on Instagram? Did we know that? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I, was, I see the screenshot here of the comment. I can't see the picture above. Yeah. I think it's something yeah. about uh, how the how the Patriots, uh, were, you know, were not playing in the playoffs. And uh, I see. Well, she, as I reflect on the past year, I want to look yeah. at it as a time of growth, gratitude, and strength. Yes. I learned things about myself and appreciated time with my, and that's where it cuts out. All right. I guess that's once, what once she's you writing? once you open those doors, you you know, Linda Holiday. Yeah, that's what she wrote. That was the post. That was the caption of whatever this picture is that I. I, I can't I, imagine. Now I gotta go to her Instagram. I can't imagine Bill so. Belichick on like early on dating with her like does he talk on a date well that might be why it works he doesn't have to say much and she can say whatever she wants right so they both get what they get what they want he sits there and says nothing she talked right because if she was also a quiet non-talker they would have nothing to say yeah and she, she there's no chance she's there. and if you again if you've seen these videos of them out in public she can tell she's the happy-go-lucky like bubbly personality happy to smile wave for the cameras say hello to the strangers you know, let the Al Dukes of the world come by and, you know, give her a pat on the shoulder, things like that. Sure. If you tried that on Belichick, I mean, forget it. He'd just probably have one of his people, you know, snipe you out. I saw something like it has to be maybe two years ago. They did something on like the Travel Channel or something <laughs> where they went into his, they had cameras like in his house and she was showing people around. I think I remember and, that. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, he had like a little bit of a personality. He was really, he really is into his dog. Yes. Well, the famous image of the dog was from um, the draft. This past draft, the dog, <laughs> the dog sitting at the table in front of the computer. Yeah, I love that. By the way, her Instagram's p- private. She does have sixty-two thousand. So I guess if you put a follow request in, yeah. she's pretty much letting any anybody right. through. So this this person, this uh, you know, this Brady troll, maybe was a follower from the right. New England days and mm. circled back to throw a little then, shade. Then Drew Brees' wife. She also took to social media, yes. saying what a year they had. Very as, emotional uh, post. Very yes. emotional post. Tough, uh, tough among it, she uh, revealed some injuries that I guess we didn't know Drew Brees had. Yeah. She says he had a torn fascia in his foot. Right, which Eli Manning once played through as well. And he, she says he also played with a torn rotator. Which cuff. would make sense, right? You know, Gio was calling it the noodle arm yesterday. Noodle arm. And we were attributing that strictly to age. Perhaps mm-hmm. there was an injury in there, and that's why the likes of Jameis Winston would have to come in to throw a deep ball on a trick play. Right. I don't know. I Here I was thinking, you know, 11 fractured ribs and a partially collapsed lung was enough to overcome. No, yeah, these seems other items. Wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah. Other items as well. Right. And he still technically hasn't announced his retirement, but obviously it seems to be trending in that direction. And uh, A-Rod and J-Lo were at the presidential inauguration Of course yesterday. they were. Why wouldn't yeah. they be? Yeah. A-Rod documenting his day on his Instagram. He loves it. He loves every second of it. Then I saw this was hilarious. It is funny. Like, A-Rod does now sort of just pop up in places where you don't expect him to yeah, be. Yeah, he's, he's like Waldo. Right, he's like Waldo, who's everywhere. So there's a guy, there's a Cleveland personality who has a ton of Twitter followers, and he's verified, but he doesn't really give a great description of who he is in his bio, and I'm not familiar <laughs> so with him. So Al doesn't know then, because it's no, not his in name, the bio. Right, his name is Chris McNeil. Okay. He's a, he's a, he tweets and all about Cleveland sports, but very popular out there and elsewhere, evidently. He photoshopped A-Rod in a mask at the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks tremendous. I'm sure it does. How could it not? Yeah. It's kind of oh, like yeah. all these Bernie Sanders photoshops yes. that are out there now from yesterday, Seeing which are pretty everywhere. humorous as well. Bernie Sanders in his old man mittens. 
We got to take one more quick break before Boomer and Geo at the top. But first, Amy Lawrence has a sports minute, and if I would have looked at it, I would be. Able I to can tell you, you Al. Oh. I can tell you exactly what it's about. Perfect. Amy's uh, reflecting on the on the lifelong career, or not lifelong, but seventeen year career for the great Philip Rivers. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple things here, CeeLo, on the Twitter. Joe Sapinara, Twitter producer for this program, says 17,000 fans for Chiefs. It was oh, Buffalo. Okay. So double that, what we discussed. Double uh, what we discussed. Actually, more than double what we discussed. Yeah, he said the 6,700, that was uh, how many fans were allowed in Buffalo. Okay, that's right, yes. And then Tommy Ski on Twitter says, boneless wings are just chicken fingers with sauce. I saw that. That's fine. Child's I, play. I, I understand that. that boneless. The that. place to be boneless. to talk New boneless. York sports boneless. all day, every day is The Fan. Wake up early with a warm-up show with Alan Jerry at 5 a.m. 